welcome everybody. It's episode 16 of the Laz Word. Hey, it's Laz coming at you again. So much to talk about. So let's get right to it. Here we go. Well, the world lost an incredible musician who undoubtedly inspired thousands upon thousands of kids to pick up the guitar, Eddie Van Halen. He had been battling lung cancer for over a decade, and his doctors had discovered that the cancer had spread to other organs throughout his body, including his brain. And Eddie passed away on Tuesday of last week, October the 6th, at St. John's Hospital in Santa Monica, California. It's been reported that he was surrounded by his wife, Janie, his son, Wolfgang, and his brother, Alex, while he passed. Rest in peace, Eddie. Your legacy and your music will live in infamy. You know, while music lovers and Van Halen fans were mourning the loss of Eddie Van Halen, liberal nutbag David Crosby showed his true colors. When asked by one of his followers what his opinion of uh, Eddie Van Halen was, Crosby replied on Twitter, by the way, with one word, meh, meh, yeah, yeah, what a class act, right? So after getting hammered uh, on Twitter for the day, Crosby attempted to clarify what he meant, Um, and he went and said that uh, Hendrix changed the world of guitar, nobody else really, he wrote, and then he said, look, I get it, many of you loved Van Halen. And the one time I met him, he was nice. He was talented. Meh, to me, means I don't care that much. And I don't. Doesn't mean he wasn't good. He was. But not for me. Hey, David, you know what they say about opinions? Yeah, they're like assholes. And you've clearly shown that you're not only an asshole, you're a disrespectful asshole at that. I know the scriptures say, judge not lest ye be judged. But, you know, I'm just going to come out and say it. This guy's a real jerk. Look, full disclosure here, I was never and have never been a big Van Halen fan. But anyone with any type of musical inclination or appreciation for that matter can see and can hear that Eddie Van Halen was an amazing guitar player and musician and to effectively write off the man's career and contribution to the world of music is not only incredulous, it's disingenuous. Though I have to admit, I'm not shocked. I mean, this is the mentality of the left. They don't like something, so they do everything they can to destroy it. I mean, take our history, for example. This past Monday was Columbus Day. Social media was exploding with attacks on Columbus and celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day. There were claims that um, that history was wrong and Columbus was a murderer, etc. Look, I'm all for Columbus Day. I'm all for Indigenous People Day. And I'm all for people who want to celebrate Columbus, celebrate that. You want to celebrate Indigenous people, celebrate that if you'd like. Why does one have to be at the expense of the other? The answer is that they don't. That's just what liberals and the lying lamestream media want you to think. Oh... As conservatives, though, we know better, or at least we should. There are plenty of other times out there to celebrate American Indians or indigenous people. One of my friends put it perfectly. He wrote this. Columbus made four expeditions across the Atlantic. It was the first time the Americas and the Caribbean had been made known to people in Europe. Unfair treatment of people has gone on since the beginning of man. It's never been right, but it's a dark part of history that should be acknowledged as to never repeat it. However, 
it should not overshadow all of history itself. Black slave owners owning black slaves and white slaves in Africa as well as America. White slave owners owning white and black slaves in Europe, America, Ireland, and other parts of the world. It's a part of history we should be ashamed of, but unfortunately, it's one we can't rewrite. America is a great country. I feel like in the last 10 years, we have done so much to forget that. By Columbus coming to America, people developed this country into the greatest country on the planet. Innovation and culture that has influenced the world comes from us. People risk their lives to come here, and I'm pretty sure if any of us lived back in Africa or Europe, our lives would be nowhere as good. I think recognition of indigenous people should be done, but I don't think it should be in place of Columbus. Without him, we all wouldn't be here. You know what? I couldn't agree more. The facts are that this is what we get from the quote, everyone gets a trophy generation or mentality, right? Don't buy into the trying to make it right crap either. I've seen that argument. We're not trying to erase history, lads. We're just trying to make it right. Well, no. You know what? There's a reason that Auschwitz still stands. It's not because it's a celebrated institution. It's a reminder and a warning to never let that shit happen again. The mentality of the left is too childish and elementary to comprehend that, though. You don't erase or change history to make it more palatable. You learn from it, and you strive to do better. Columbus is a hero to many, especially the Italian people, not because of his treatment of the American Indians. The American government, from its inception, has done more harm to the Indian population than Columbus ever did. And that doesn't make it right. But it's also no justification to alter history so that little Johnny and little Sally's feelings don't get hurt. Everything in our history serves as a reminder. Some of it's good, some of it's bad, but at the end of the day, if you want to celebrate Columbus Day, do it. If you don't, then don't. You don't have to change or edit history to do that. Liberals want everything, and I mean everything, their way, and skewed to their point of view, regardless of the facts. And what do we know about facts? Facts don't care about your feelings. Exactly. You know, speaking of skewing things their way, the Biden camp is remaining tight-lipped about their stance on packing the court. Or at least they continue to deflect. For those that may not understand, by the way, or might not be familiar with what uh, packing the court means, um, it's a process, basically, that refers to essentially adding more seats to the bench and then confirming those judges for those newly added seats. Just a year ago, by the way, just to give you a little history lesson here, you know, because the libs aren't going to tell you the truth, but I will. Here we go. A year ago, in October 2019, during a debate, Biden seemed pretty certain about his stance on court packing. So listen to this. Listen to this. Okay, listen. He said, I would not get into court packing. We had three justices. Next time around, we lose control. They add three justices. We begin to lose any credibility the court has at all. But now, all of a sudden, he's changed his tune. Just last week in Arizona, yeah, he said this. You will know my opinion on court packing when the election is over. What? Yeah, exactly. 
Then on Friday, by the way, he said that I think on Thursday of last week. On Friday of last week, a reporter from KTNV asked him about court packing. The reporter explained to Biden that this was one of the top issues that viewers had asked about in the past couple of days. So Biden replies, well, you've been asked by the viewers who are probably Republicans who don't want me continuing to talk about what they are going to do to the court right now. So the reporter said, well, sir, don't the voters deserve to know? Listen to what Biden says. No, they don't. And he stopped mid comment. And then started up again and said, I'm not going to play his game, referring, of course, to President Trump. Look, it doesn't take a genius to figure out the Dems' plans here, okay? And yet, we still have people out there willing to vote for this guy. Not because he's great. Nope. Not because he's qualified. Oh, no. And not because he has a plan for the country. But because they are voting against Trump. That's it. Think about it for a minute. Scary, isn't it? You know, I've asked liberals, tell me why you support Biden without mentioning Trump. And you know what their most common answer is? Yeah, crickets, nothing, not a damn thing. They can't tell you why they want to vote for Biden, and they certainly can't do it unless they mention Trump. They're not voting for him. They're voting against Trump. All right, moving on. In other news, Maryland's Governor Larry Hogan shared on his Facebook page that the positivity rate for all 24 jurisdictions in Maryland is below 4%, and that statewide, the rate has dropped to 2.76% with zero counties meeting what's called the federal red zone designation. But some took to Facebook to challenge the governor. In fact, one person commented, Maryland showed up on the national news as being one of the states going back up. Conflicting numbers only add to the confusion and give the no maskers confidence to continue. Three guesses as to which side of the aisle that person leans towards, and the first two don't count. But I think you'll be able to figure it out. But anyway... And then another person commented, everyone else has us over 5%. Then the governor or whoever runs his page comes back with a comment that says, quote unquote, the news is not the real official numbers, which are above from the Maryland Department of Health and the CDC. Guys, this is what I have been saying the whole time. The lying lamestream media is feeding the fear narrative. And this is your proof. If you want to see what I'm talking about, you can go to Governor Hogan's Facebook page and search for it yourself. Or if you'd like, you can go to any one of my social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you'll see the picture of the screenshot that I put up on those pages of exactly what I'm talking about here. The lying lamestream media and the left have been doing their best to control you. They are force-feeding everyone a narrative that simply isn't true. They, especially the media, are attempting to sway an election more so than ever, in my opinion, by consistently skewing the news, being intellectually dishonest, and perpetuating lies about Republicans and our president, and pushing the agenda of mail-in ballots. 
Over the last week, I've personally seen at least three different accounts of people reporting issues with mail-in ballots, by the way. One of those accounts had to do with military personnel who were deployed overseas, where ballots were opened, quote-unquote, improperly, and every one of the uh, ballots which were found outside in a dumpster and were already opened, yeah, guess who they were casting their vote for? That's right, President Trump. Don't believe me? Look it up. NPR did the story on their website, and it was on September the 24th. Go right to their website, and you'll see it. Every time conservatives bring up issues like this, though, and especially when it's POTUS, bottom line, the lying lamestream media and the left will swear up and down that it doesn't happen. Folks, it is happening. It is happening, period. And they know it. They just don't want you to know it. The president has beat the left at every turn. Everything they throw at him comes back to bite them in the ass as either being false or, even worse for them, it unveils some more of their skeletons in their very own closets. And as you know, it pisses them off to no end. So the hatred and the vitriol intensifies. The left and the swamp in D.C. has never been challenged and and lost so much and so publicly, at least not in my lifetime, and they can't stand it. They have become vile bitter, evil, and blinded by rage. These people haven't had the American public's best interest at heart for a long time, and Trump has exposed that almost daily as president, and they hate him for it, hate him for it. Here's my take. If the liberal evil clowns like Pelosi and Schumer and the rest of them are literally riling against Trump at the level and at the intensity that they are, then he's doing a great job. He's doing the job that we elected him to do. He's doing the work of the people, of you and of me. He's leading. He's not being led. That's right. So don't be distracted by the circus that the Dems will put on about the 25th Amendment. The speech is about how this administration is putting people in danger while holding confirmation hearings for Judge Amy Barrett or the fake news about Trump being behind in the polls. Stay strong, stay informed, and get out there and vote in person to reelect the only real choice that we have in this election, President Trump. And that's the last word. Yeah, baby. Well, that's going to wrap us up this week for The Last Word. Thank you so much for coming back and checking us out. Be sure to tell a friend if you like the show or tell 10. Because you know what? Last Nation is growing and we're always looking to welcome others to the family. I'd also like to say thanks to all of those that reached out who were interested in sponsoring the show. I've had a few potential sponsors that I'm talking to now. And if you'd like to sponsor the show or a segment, please email me here at thelastword at gmail.com, and I'll be sure to get back to you. Please be sure to include your contact information. Last but not least, don't forget to check out those social media pages, Facebook and Instagram at The Last Word, and Twitter at The Last Word Pod. So, Laz Nation, thank you for all the love and support that I get every single week from you. It means a great deal, and I wouldn't be able to do this without you. And as always, I know your time is valuable, and I appreciate you spending a little bit of it with me. God bless everybody. We'll talk to you soon.